much for joining the Connect to Construction podcast. My name is Matt Sprague. I'm your host. Uh, with me this week is Michael Handelmeyer from Andron Construction. Uh, we'll jump right into it. Uh, I'm not going to butcher an introduction. Uh, I always feel it is best for someone to be able to introduce themselves. Who better to do that than the person themselves? They pretty much know all of their experience. So with that, Michael, uh, tell us about yourself, your background, what you do for a day job, what are your passions uh, within construction? If you want to share what's your passion outside of construction too, we're happy to hear that as well. Well, that's a lot. Let's see how much time you have. But uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Matt. Uh, really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Um, yes, yeah, so as you said, I work for Andrew Construction. I wear two hats here. Um, one is the engineering manager. The other one is chief information officer. Um, I'm with the company for, well, it's almost 20 years now. Started as a project engineer. So um, since we're talking a little bit about data, um, that uh, kind of set me up to, to get some real hands-on experience with data because as everyone knows that's in the industry and works for a GC, um, in the engineering department, that's really where the data moves. Um, yeah, so a little bit about Android Construction. We're right outside New York for, I would think most people uh, don't know us, at least nationwide. So we're, we're just outside of New York City. Um, the company was founded in 1969. Um, we're on the second generation. It's a private, uh, uh, privately owned uh, family business, commercial contractor. And uh, we do our work here in the New York metro area, mostly um, nursing homes, uh, senior living, private education, a little bit of farmer, and then, you know, whatever else is profitable comes our way. Um, yeah, so what, I, what do I like to do um, outside of work? Um, I always have been an outdoor guy, type of guy. Um, skiing, bike riding, hiking, um, all that kind of good stuff. I have to say, as I get older, it's getting a little bit tougher, but, um, you know, if I can get you, catch a nice day and go out on my mountain bike or, um, you know, we can go on a nice hike, definitely, definitely up for it. I feel you with the getting old and, and, and whatnot. Like skiing last week, it used to be me skiing, like, lift open to lift close. Now it's lift open until Matt's knees tell me to stop. Yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> so this is all this 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 uh, this episode is really all about data, and and it can mean so many different things to, and it can mean so many different things to so many different parts of of the construction industry. So we talked about like a data life cycle. So what is a data life cycle, uh, and how is that applied? within the construction industry. Yeah, I, I feel the same way, just as you said it, right? It, it's it's such a broad uh, um, topic and um, I try to, you know, to be honest, prep a little bit for it, but I have to say that it's it, it really depends on what angle uh, you take looking at it. Um, and I um, basically came to the uh, um, conclusion that it's best to, at least for me, to talk about it from a GC point of perspective, right? Um, if you look at data science models and all that, what is data life cycle, um, it's, it's probably a little bit beyond me. But where I sit as, as the engineering manager and, and actually having done the work as a project engineer, it's really all about the information that we have to process, right? And, and when you see the life cycle from that perspective, it's really when, when do we get the information um, and then when 
was the information consumed, right? Or, or the data consumed, right? When when are we done? And the the um, most important part is obviously to to build the project, right? That's that's where uh, the GC's role is, build the project. So we need to pull all the information together, get it processed, get it exchanged, get it reviewed, get it approved. And then at the end of the day, there's a portion that gets handed over and that's an end, and then a portion that gets archived, right? So both. So if you see life cycle from, from that point of view, um, it's, uh, it's really like, how do you get your hands on it? And then what do you do at the end of the day? And then where, where does it lie at the end of the process, right? So maybe the best way to, it would be to say it's process driven, right, for us. It really all is, is, is uh, contingent on what we have to accomplish with it. And then for, for, for the most part, at least the way I think of it is, um, you know, we obviously get data that's very factual, right? It's like the middle, it's the shop drawing, it's the model, uh, it's the drawings, it's the specs, right? And then we have, I, the way I see it is we have another set of data, which is procedural, right? So not only do we get this information, but now we have to manage it, right? We have to make sure that we get it in time, that we distribute it to the right people to look at it, um, that we have it on hand uh, once we need to uh, do the work out in the field. Then it needs to go to the right people that actually execute the work, right? So um, these two sets kind of like work interchangeably, right, in, in that life cycle. And uh, then if you really, another way to look about it or look at it is, you know, what stage in, 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 in that, in that process are you right so at the beginning it's all about the facts right i need to i need to get the information i need to get the information then in the middle it's how does this relate information actually relate to to each other right so if i have scope that i need to coordinate you know i need product data submittals i need to bring them together um need to review them together need to to, to create the connection and then at the end of the day uh, when all that is said and done i have a set of data and uh, I want to look at it, right? So I want to analyze it. Um, are there any opportunities in looking at this old data and maybe see some trends, right? Where where are processes good? Where are they bad? Um, so on and so forth. So when you goodness, tongue-tied myself um, from the perspective of the GC, you know, not only how important. Data is important, so like that's not the question. But like, what you mentioned processes. So like, mm -hmm. what processes um, are the most important to be able to track the data and utilize it appropriately? Well, in general, I would say anything that we need to get reviewed by an outside party, and by reviewed I mean approved. That's the mm -hmm. process that's important, right? And um, the other thing is anything that we need to procure, anything that we need to line up in order for uh, construction to uh, to start and to continue on schedule, right? And then if if I talk about schedule, it's obviously also the 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 the, the plan. How do I want to execute the work, right? So that's those. I think those are kind of the angles. So I, I see it as 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 either taking the data, in this case, we'll say from the model and be able to act upon it. And then whatever is then executed 
updating that model um, to either then, you know, like you said, get approval for, for, for whether it might be, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever approvals you might need during the course of a, a, a project. Um, interesting. Um, how, how is it done? So when, when you're talking about looking at work completed and updating the model, so data to update the model, how is that done today? Well, I have to say in, in, in our market, it's, it's mostly data in form of PDF documents, right? Um, we don't see it a lot where we actually create as-built models. I think that's what you're referring to, right? Um, so yeah, if we do a closeout, it's, it's, well, if you work with some state entities or some, some, some government entities, you may still be required to do the good old binders, right? We, we, we <laughs> see that still something we obviously try to dissuade people from getting it that way, but there are some state requirements or government entity requirements that just want to have it in paper. Do you see that there is a trend moving to, to the 3D model? I want to say no. I haven't seen it here. And not, yeah. not with the clients that we have. I haven't seen it. I, I can tell you that that we as a company uh, try everything to, to, to get everything done electronically, right? We started very early on with with going to a paperless project, right? From a, being a paperless, having paperless projects uh, to becoming a paperless company, right? And paperless is maybe an, an antiquated buzzword, right? But to get everything digitized, right? We don't want to push a piece of paper around anymore. Um, we want to have the information accessible at any time, at any rate, right? And um, we all, and that's a really important one, and we try to sell that to our to our clients a lot, is we want to make sure that we always have the most current information at hand, right? So, and that's, you can't accomplish that any other way than having a system that everybody has access to and that's constantly fed and updated. Yeah. All right, so my next question, this, uh, I, I, um, I know historically the answer has been contentious. But who owns the data? <laughs> so well, I, 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 a quick, quick anecdote. I know I've, I've heard this story of that uh, there was, and it was um, my boss. He was at a conference, and they basically uh, up on stage. They had a contractor, and then they had uh, an, uh, an owner agency, someone from an owner agency, and they asked that question, and they he's like they almost got into a fist fight over this uh, over this in terms of who owns the data because they both claim that they they both own it so i throw that out there who owns the data from from your perspective well historically <laughs> it was always easy right you had a, you had a set of paper and you had it in your file drawer right easy peasy right if you if you wanted to own the data make yourself a copy uh, to some degree that's still true right but i i obviously hear what you're saying and we just actually went through it and I have to say, you guys were a great uh, help in assisting us, uh, convincing the client uh, that it's not so important who owns the data anymore. It becomes more of a question who has access and for how long, right? So um, we went from the, the paper file to our, our server space, our shared drive space, right? Um, and up to that point, it's, it's actually quite easy that, to answer that question. Whoever gathers the data and, and, and files the data owns the data, right? Uh, back in the day when we had everything over in the server room, it sat on the server and that was my copy. You 
can jump up and down and you can't do anything about that, right? Now we're obviously, um, thanks to uh, Tremble, are now at a progress stage where we uh, use our project management system, which is software as a service. And that exact question came up, right? So the owner was adamant that we use their system, which was a, com a competitor, um, to do our job. And that obviously has a lot of, uh, uh, the, we, we took a lot of issue with that because, you know, you, a, you have to get trained, you have to get your sub base trained. Uh, you're not familiar with all the features. You don't even control the data environment, right? So I don't control what data I collect with a submittal, with an RFI, with a change order, right? Uh, which is typically all that we we set that up for us in, in our project management system, the way we run our jobs, right? Um, so they they tried to do that, and we we really had to convince them, hey, listen, that's a that's not how we bid the job, right? Because if we have to do that and have to now feed your system, that requires another data data entry person. And by the way, we can't run our our uh, our construction activities for, uh, through your system. So, but they, they, the reason why they asked us to do that is because they wanted to own the data, right? So. At the end of the day, we we went uh, far and wide, and actually and got Trimble involved too, uh, to assure the client that uh, the data will be accessible even in case of of Andron ceasing to exist, not being there anymore, project being over. As long as uh, um, you have access to, and then you have login credentials with uh, Trimble uh, with Trimble, you'll be able to get to that data. Um, so at this point, to answer that question, sorry, I guess this was a really long one to answer, right? I think you guys own the data. <clears throat> I don't know if that's contractually right. I don't think so. Uh, but but uh, no, I think know, it, no. <laughs> we, 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 uh, we harbor it, um, but whether or not we, we, we own it, um, I think what that comes down to is it actually comes down to the, the contract with each individual customer, right, in terms uh -huh. of... of um, how that data can be utilized because there, there, there's obvious, um, well, maybe not obvious. There are, there are benefits that we can provide to customers by having access to all of the data. So right. if, it, if, you know, for, you know, for artificial intelligence purposes. So if you are only utilizing your data, so Andron's data in Trimble systems, your AI is not going to be very good. Like right. you don't have, you don't have enough. Um, but if we're able to leverage everybody's um, anonymized for for you know for obviously for 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 positive purposes, then there's act there there there's massive benefits to to customers and whatnot. So we I would I don't know that's it's a really good question uh, to to bring up in terms of whether we we definitely don't own it. Well, possession, uh, we get, we get right. they're saying possession is 50% of ownership yeah. or something? No. <laughs> I don't know okay. if the lawyers agree with that one. Something in the background there. Yeah, right. So um, so we talked about, you know, what we do with the data and 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 how it affects your business processes. But um, at, the be at the beginning of this conversation, you talked about there's one part in terms of the creation of data. So, right. so, so, are do you do you encounter any problems in that in the actual creation of that data? I would say no. I obviously we don't we don't uh, um, design we don't 
as a GC, right, we, we process information. We don't really create new information except as it relates to the project execution, right? So obviously we create this project schedule, right? So there are very few things that we really do, but in, in, the, in the grander scheme of things, we process information, right? The GC, I mean, that's really what the GC does, right? We're the hub. We, we mm -hmm. make sure that we get all the information to put, and I said that before, pull all the information together and make sure that, you know, it gets, gets processed properly so construction activity is not uh, 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 impacted, right? Um, but uh, where we, and, and that's why I made the, distinguish, uh, the distinction beforehand is where we generate a lot of information right is is in 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 the process of of tracking all that right so we're interested in when we received something when we send something what status does it have right is it the final version and if you again i'm referring back to the submittal you know is the is there a final review on the submittal is it finally is it has it a final approval if not we have to generate a new package and so on and so forth same with the rfi um or a change order or you know punch list items and when the architect gives us the punch list then we have to track it right um who is responsible to complete the work when does it have to be completed was it completed was it signed off all that kind of stuff so we do a lot of the transa transactional information that we add um to the project but not so much the the i don't know the factual information if that makes sense um mm -hmm. yeah. that makes sense um so are there any do you do you experience any any limitations into in and and, and let's broaden it right just data in general are there yeah. is, is the, the pie in the sky vision that you have where 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 are the roadblocks that you have right now well i think the biggest limitation and that's why i said and it's 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 often a problem right the the way we create and for the way we store information right is not necessarily the way you digest the information later on and if 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 that doesn't make sense right um let me let me illustrate that so if let's say i have an issue on a project and i i write an rfi right just something benign right something's not fitting matching what have you right so at the time that you create that rfi it's really only a, or not yeah it's a technical problem that you want to resolve right but later on this mushrooms into a much broader issue and let's say that 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 mushrooms into delay claim right at the end of the day when you when 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 you when you look at it for that purpose of what happened you look at that data that was captured very early on not knowing what would what would become of it and it may be lacking information it may it may not be connected or uh, yeah, yeah, may not have informational relationships to other records that you really would need to evaluate that post-mortem, right? So the, I, I think that's probably one of the bigger challenges, right? Um, how do we enter the data? How do we capture data? And how do we consume it? I find it often that it's not the same. And a lot, it, so it, I, I'm keying in on one thing you said there. I think it's like it's interrelated pieces. Right. So is it so is it that a lot of the data is currently just um, siloed? So there's just, you're not able to create the correlations between. Hey, so like uh, the thing that popped in my mind during, during your RFI example, and that yeah. it 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 let it, to use your words, you know, it mushroomed out to end up being a delay claim later on, as mm -hmm. opposed 
if that data was uh, interrelated to whatever other pieces of data that can help you uh, again, uh, you know, put a, a red flag. Hey, uh, RFIs like this, 33% uh, of the time when don't have this accompanying information can cause right. these problems six months from now or something something along those lines. So is that is that kind of what you're saying is that the there's not free flowing of all data, therefore our our uh, ability to make predictive decisions is limited. Yes, I, th I think you're you're hitting the nail on the head there. Um, and just to say that, I, I believe that's where a real opportunity is, right? If you had some kind of AI or, or, or yeah, for lack of a better word, something within within the software that can make those connections, even though you as the user or the user that enters the data doesn't make it, that would be huge, right? Um, I don't know if, if you guys use, uh, um, uh, yeah, Office 365, right? So you find, if you use Planner, you find it now a lot that actually the software, when you take out a, a task, makes suggestions about emails that you receive because it sees some kind of connection, right? So translate translate that into your project management software, right? That yeah. would would obviously be super helpful if I talk about if I talk about the steel doors, right? Or um, in an RFI, it should automatically see, hey, is there a submittal? Is there anything else? Is there an issue? Is there a quality control or a punch list item, right? And it should make those connections. Right now, we're really relying on the the person that enters the information, and let's stick stick with the RFI. You know, if they don't have it in the back of their mind or they don't have the time or somebody's already standing in the door want, wanting something else from them and they just want to get this RFI out, right? Yeah. All those connections are not made and downstream you just suffer from it, right? Because now um, most likely it's not the person that entered the RFI that reviews it a year or two later, right? Even if it's the same person, they don't remember what they thought at that point and what was going on. So it kind of like, mushrooms into this no, i don't want to say mushroom but um, it, it morphs into a, a different type of problem right and all because the the information was or the connection or the information was not connected at the time uh, when it was most uh, uh, um, um, relevant if that makes sense yeah no absolutely <clears throat> so a lot of this we talked about uh, you know we just said the the um, being able to make uh, predictive decisions. Um, a lot of it has to do with how the data is reported and viewed. So how well are you able to report on your data now versus how well do you want to be able to? Let me think about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I want to say that since since we had relational uh, uh, databases, right, and we had a, a solid reporting engine on top of that, whatever that may be, SSRS or or um, um, what is it, Crystal Reports, what have you. As long as you understand the underlying data and you know how it's uh, linked, I think you can do you can pretty much slice and dice it any old way you like, right? Um, what we often struggle with, or back back in the day, what you struggle with is that you did not have that that uh, data dictionary, that that database structure information 
on how how the data was stored, right? Um, the uh, we started with the Prolog Manager, and they were actually or that back in the day they actually issued all that documentation, which made it actually easier to not if not if not easy to to slice and dice the data the way you wanted it, right? Um, these days is a little bit more difficult, right? I don't I don't have that access to that database anymore um, unless I go through an API. Um, so I'm a little bit more married to to what is handed to me. But still, as long as there's enough connection and those connections are exposed uh, within each of the the records, right? I I think it's it's uh, I don't think that's an issue. Gotcha. So the last question here. Um, and we may have already kind of hit on this a little bit, but I'll, I'll give you the platform to expand upon it. Um, is your opinion, what's the future of data in our industry? Yeah, big data, right? <laughs> As you just said, you have predictive data, AI. You have, I mean, if, if I have to think, Tremble is amassing a, a crazy amount of construction data, right? I mean, it, it must be, it would be awesome to just go through it and then just um, establish certain parameters, right? I mean, how long does it take to turn a particular record around? Um, how many per dollar square foot records are created? What are the type of records, right? So on and so forth. And then um, on the other hand, uh, if you if you have some assistant that actually can retrieve that data more easily than today, right? And today, if you want to retrieve data, I have to know, I obviously have to know what data I want to have or what record I'm looking at, but where to find it, how is it stored, right? I have to I have to have some some training on how to use the system. Um, imagine you could ask Alexa, right? Um, we had an RFI about um, window openings, um, can you pull them up? And then it pulls it up, imagine that, right? It would, you would save a lot of time in your day, right? It would kind of help with the issue that we spoke about before too, if, if uh, some some uh, AI could, could um, or some machine could, could basically retrieve that for you ad hoc, then maybe those relationships that you, that I was complaining about before are not so important anymore. That's interesting. I like that. It's uh, it's definitely we're we're on the precipice of a, of something really big. Um, yeah, but I would love the idea of just sitting back and asking asking uh, uh, Alexa, who okay, I have it muted, so I'm glad that that, that she's not going off. I had well, a um, if you've ever watched the the show uh, Shit's Creek, uh, there's a there's a character on it. The daughter's name is Alexis. <laughs> and every night I'd be sitting there and they some someone during the show would say, Alexis, and all of a sudden, boom, boom. Yeah, yep. <laughs> scary, right? Yeah, but that's true, yeah. So uh, I guess everybody has to come up with their own little name, right? Um, <laughs> I wonder what's not, what, what Trimble's will be. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't know, Tony, Tony Trimble. <laughs> Tony, oh, Tony's tough, there are a lot of Tonys in construction. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely in the New York area. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> well, Michael, thank you so much for, for joining me today. Uh, it was a pleasure talking with you. Uh, uh, everything there is to do with data uh, in the construction industry and specifically for, for general contractors and, and, and sharing with us your experience. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, and uh, thank you to everybody tuning in. 
uh, and checking out this episode. We appreciate your uh, loyalty to the Connected Construction podcast, and we look forward to having you guys back uh, at our next episode. Thank you so much, Michael. Take care. Thank you.